Hello, hello, and welcome to Natch 9000, episode 133. This is the podcast of the future. Of the hashtag future. Of the hashtag future. That's why we're here. We're here to talk about the future. That was, hey, I, I noticed that new music. Did you? I did, and I'm inspired by it. That is called Natch 9000 Theme. That is, there's there's hints of chariots of fire in there. Yeah, it's sweeping. It's epic. Tony Robbins, like inspirational. Oh, you're 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 hitting all the right marks there. That's Mark. what you wanted. All right. That's what I was going for. Uh, so, if you're new to the show, welcome. This is a podcast about the future, in all its forms. If you've been listening to uh, the show for a long time and are wondering why we're not a natural living or food podcast anymore. Those things are the future. If you really stop and think about it, what is the organics movement? What is sustainability? But a mea culpa, it's, it's like you're trying to secure the future, right? I mean, is this a food? Is my microphone on? Yeah. Is this a food podcast? Yeah, it is. But it's bigger than that, too. It is. It's as big as the future. Hashtag food. Hashtag future. Is that what you said? What did you peter out in the middle I'm, of that? I'm just getting, I'm getting my bearings. I'm laying back. You're standing. There's, it's very echoey again really. after being in the basement. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you missing the basement? Uh, there was something about that night vibe I liked. I got to real talk real low and not really have to try very hard. Yeah. And we, I got a little drunk. Yeah. I thought <laughs> one IPA, we were both. All right. But today we're crisp. I'm on my game <clears throat> and ready. To go, but just but just I, we don't want it to I be can't super junk. Hear myself? <laughs> are you sure? I think I can. I said, all right. What the hell are you even talking See, about? I can you hear on? you. Are you... <sighs> Welcome to the future. I need more bass. I need clearer. You're fine. You're the I same as you were last time. Uh, no, I'm not. All you right. need to relax. Or you need to quiet down. I'm looking at the waveforms. It's a two-way street. Your waveforms are like. Twice as high as mine, so I don't know what to tell you. That's probably about right, though. Which one of us has hearing loss? I'm not sure. Tinnitus the night. We'll get to that. That's the last story of the show. Don't worry. It's coming. It is. But we're going to kind of ease you into the future with a, a classic uh, food news article. Well, let me go to my Medium document for that. Things are A lot of things have changed. We're opening up the show notes just online here. You don't even have to get into the newsletter uh, Google Doc world. You can just go to Medium. And we can count the ways. New music. Yep. Shorter intro of music. We're just getting right to it. Um, slightly new intro. But then no, no, the, the Google Doc. No text. Google Doc is no more. Invitation. No Google Doc. No Google Doc. Now, show notes are on Medium. And it is... It's a medium post. It's going to be an interactive extravaganza. If you guys haven't heard about Medium, hot new it, publishing platform. It's like a place where you can blog for free. Is it like WordPress, Mark? It is. I just think about it as a blog. Do platform. you? Because blogging. You love the word blog. You know, have you ever thought that maybe podcasting is sort of like the new blog? <gasps> the new blogging? Back in the day, I used to think that. Now I don't. What do you think now? What do you... I don't think. Let's riff, Mark. What's the future of podcasting besides this podcast of the future? Ah, the future. What is uh, it? Unfortunately, my friend, the future of podcasting is big media. Is it? It's Zach Braff making Oh my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> That's podcasting jumping the shark is what that is. That's... Well, it's... It's, it's, it's Zach be, you Braff know playing Alex Bloomberg. I mean, the better question is what's the future of this dirty underbelly of the podcast world? And we 
we love. I mean, the dregs in which we exist. That that blog spirit. Well, with net neutrality tanking, is that going to affect our uh, our bandwidth? Are, we, are people going to be able to like stream this in real time anymore? We get phased out. Yeah, we limit might. us down. It's all right. We'll uh, we'll switch to cassette only format if we need to. Why are you standing above me like this? It's better this for dynamic. my back. This is a strange dynamic. Well, it's, <laughs> right. it's the future. This is how it is moving forward. <laughs> I'm peeking out all over the place. Well, I don't know why you're laying down. I don't. Yeah, that's a change too. Why am I laying down? I don't, I don't know. See, I'm treating this like a job. I'm and you're treating to, it like a I'm little siesta. Oppose you. Oppose me? To create a full complementary picture. Ah, the yin and yang. Yes, you stand there. I stand. Inert, inert, inert? Inert? There's ah, nothing inert fuck. about my erection. Come on. A game. Podcast of the future. Hashtag. Let's, let's dive right in. Uh, Whamazoods, or you might still know them as Whole Foods, in a little bit of hot water, Mark. Oh, yeah. You bet they are, Josh. Why? Do you want to tell the people? Slammed. Whole Foods slammed over Yellow Fever Restaurant. Oh, it pains me to even say it. Does it? But the owner says it's not racist. Washington Post. Kelly Kim and her husband, unnamed. Mm. Mr. Kim? That's a little taste of things to come. That's the future. Wanted the name of their new Pan-Asian restaurant to stand out, eschewing bland or stereotypical phrases like bamboo, dragon, and lotus. I mean, I guess... Bamboo. It's just because they're trite? Because there's racial overtones? Because they don't... Oh, whatever. Wait, what? Those three words. My mind was watering, wondering. <laughs> what were you doing? Oh, wait. So are you asking, is a name like Yellow Fever no. any more or less racist than... Let me continue. Like a Imperial Dragon yeah, or yeah, yeah. Bamboo Kitchen? Yeah, it's just a new... Then it hit them. Yellow Fever. That's memorable, Kim recalls saying to her husband, Michael. Now he's named... Uh, before they opened their first location in late 2013, after Wednesday's opening of a third location in Whole Foods 365 store in Long Beach, California. Are those still a thing? Or Whole Foods 365? I've never seen one. They're not here. It may be memorable in a different way. What do you think happened, Josh? Hmm. What do you think happened? Wait, what do you mean, what do I think happened? Yeah, don't look at your notes. What do you think happened? To what? To what? What's the uproar? Oh, people are mad. <laughs> Social media happened. Oh, yeah. A real social media uprising. A big uprising. But you know what they did? They got all hot and bothered. Mm-hmm. And then they dialed it back because they realized she is an Asian-American woman. Right? And so yeah. they shifted the attack from just being like insensitive discussion of, do you know what yellow fever is? Uh, in, a, in slang terms? Yes. I always thought it meant... People who have, uh, who, uh... There's a whole fever motif to the racial overtones of love. Well, right. It's like people who are interested in pursuing Asian people as love partners. Yeah. Is it white dude, Asian woman, or... Doesn't it, why does it have to be a white dude, Mark? I guess it doesn't have to be. I think anyone can have yellow fever. Traditionally. Sure. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. I think even for, like, there's lots of reasons it's kind of a strange title or name for a restaurant. The, well, it's racially derogatory. Disease. It's like mentioning sex. It's like a sexual reference in a way. Right. It's a sexual reference, but it's also... So some people are upset, like, yellow fever is a serious illness. Mm-hmm. My cousin died from it in Malaysia. So they're pissed about that. Then others are pissed that it's 
where are you, what are you doing over there? <laughs> I can't, I I'm can't. listening to you. Right, I'm making eye contact. What? I can't. But you like, it's like these vacant eyes. Like you're like thinking into the distance. You're like oh, I'm sorry. You know what's? It's hard. I messed up my theme song. <laughs> I'm fine with my theme song. If I'm if I'm looking off into the distance, it's because I am constantly oh, okay. seeing the future. I'm trying to be present. Good. But I am so entrenched in the future that sometimes I have to I have to like we I have to take a couple little steps back. So there she is. Look at her. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's uh, the phone ringing. Uh, there we go. Now it feels like home. There you go. She's got that nice buzz cut. That's a little bit. That's a buzz cut. Yeah, that's coming at you. I thought she just had her hair pulled back. No, I think. Oh God, I hope I'm not wrong. No, I think that's no, shaved. You're right. You're right. Shaved. Shorn. Come on. That seems like an empowering Asian move for some reason to me. I mean, but people should be able to call their business whatever they want to call it. I'm just surprised it's able to survive in a Whole Foods. Because Much of the discussion and the online opprobrium. Oh, what a word I just pulled out right there. And I said it mm. uh, has aimed at, now aimed at Whole Foods and the perception of the store catering to an affluently white demographic. So wait, that's the problem. That's a lot of the problem now. Hmm. She has defended the name and said, I'm not changing the name. I've been around for years. I'm an Asian woman. I want it to be tongue in cheek. My Fuck husband you. has yellow fever. But in this day and age, no, I think her husband is also Asian. Oh. So he just has fever. He's just got the fever for the flavor of a, what is it, a of Pringle? Of the buzz cut. I don't know. It's, a, it's just a charged world out there. Haven't you seen all this discussion? The rise of the uh, intellectual dark web? What? This whole the whole Joe Rogan, Sam Harris, Jordan Peterson, these people that are like trying to be free thinkers. You're talking podcasting again now. <laughs> they're trying to be free thinkers, and they're used to all these attacks from the right, but now they're getting all these attacks from the left. Oh boy! Yeah, like you can't even t- discuss genetic differences and all this kind of stuff. It's just I'm telling you, it's a charged world. You put call your store Yellow Fever, they come at you. Well, think the the landscape is marshy, is what it is, Mark. There's just no firm footing anywhere. There we go. And that is, to me, the future. And that's what this story speaks <laughs> of: is just on un, just You're rabid really home that future <laughs> rabid uncertainty, which is, is a full trend spotting podcast. Everything we say is a trend. I mean, it's good to stop before you speak, to think a bit before you open your mouth. You know who's been doing that? But what about when it gets to the point where you're paralyzed? You want to talk about something. Like, I want to ask you, is it, would it be okay if there was a soul food restaurant called Jungle Fever? Probably not. Probably not. But then I, I'm like, wait, can I even, should I say that? Can you, I say that out loud? I was looking at you and you had your vacant stare. That's that was why. the vacant stare. I knew it. I was trying to decide, like, Don't would let that. shut you down. You know what? If they come after you, you just go to Joe Rogan. He's oh, got okay. your back. Really? He'll go out, he'll, do, he'll hunt down a deer, an antelope with a crossbow. Mm-hmm. He'll give you some MMA right to the neck. Sure. Quick throat punch, and then he'll get you on his podcast and say, I'm supporting free thinkers. Why would he punch me in the throat? Just because he feels good. I think he's actually a peaceful warrior. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, he's charged up with supplements. Shout out Joe Rube. Is he? I don't know. Doesn't he? He's usually advertising. He's got a lot of supplement sponsors. At least one supplement per episode. It's happening. And the left, which is this is, this is why we're in this very uncertain, unstable time. Because you know, you're right. It's marshy. Is it? like, I used to be able to like define myself against that group, but now I got to define myself against these both of these groups. I've got a prescription for you, Mark. Do you for the future? Please. How about you 
be you. I like it. You know, naysayers be damned. I like it. Say your weird. You you say you like to say like kind of old timey sexist stuff. <laughs> but say it with a smile. I do not. The one the one place I stumbled for real was on the whole um, trans issue. Oh yeah, you were very insensitive well, about that. Know, on the show. first time I've been confronted with it as a thing. A th- oh, a thing. Well, there, that, there are things to you now. No, huh? that it had, be, that Wrong it, choice it had of reached words. a level of cultural relevance where the uber... There's the college, Here it comes, here it comes, the, the uber liberal of Boulder. <laughs> Old man overtones coming out. Wait, 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 aren't you a member of the Boulder? Well, I was up there a lot, and I'd be like, okay. Illiterati? And a, a good friend of ours... Intelligentsia? I'm getting some static. A good friend of ours, the Mollusk... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> said, you know, that he had a neighbor who... Crustacean of the future. Six or seven-year-old daughter wanted to transition. I was like, what? Oh, yeah. Like I remember. a joke. You were at a... I was very insensitive. You were in, in a shared workspace, I believe, when, I was when you blurted that out. And, and Well, I could tell by the way he looked at me like, dude. And yeah, the music stopped playing. The record it's, scratched. It's, it was... It's like I would... It was heavy. Been. I, I See, don't. I wouldn't make that mistake because I, I read a wonderful article in Westward a few years ago about a uh, young child who was transitioning. Who knew? I don't know, man. I'm still got hang-ups on that one. Six or seven? I well, know. I guess it's... No, it's fine if you want to do that, but I'm like to actually take action and... Well, I mean, I don't know if the surgeries are beginning. With drugs or surgeries, it's like, yeah. I don't think you'd blast a kid with hormones before their yeah. pituitary does... You blast them their mouth with hot sauce and see if you can kill half their taste buds. That almost sounded really disgusting. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> like, all right, you be you. I, yeah, time, I don't, I'm, I'm actually going to reel back that advice. I think you being you is kind of a dangerous thing. I'm more. Look, I'm a big enough man to apologize when I have been insensitive through nothing short of ignorance. Oh, wow. Look at that. That is the future. That is growth happening right here before your eyes. Oh, good. Yeah, good. Natch 9000, episode 133, Mark. What's next? Sure, I'll just take up the baton. Well, I batoned the last one, so it's like a relay race, right? UK-based startup, Human Food, looking to plug a gap in the meal replacement category with bars or shakes. Bars or shakes. I'll give you 50-50 guess. I'm going to go bars. Bars for the vegan market with a direct-to-consumer model. So that's smart. Now, this comes to us from Nutri Ingredients, so I could not pull the quote, but I could take a screenshot. Oh, God, I forgot about that. We got three varieties. Tell me what you think of these. Spirulina. I think it's spirulina, but... Curcumin. Curcumin. Captain Kirk enjoys cumin. Okay, that's futuristic. And cranberries and goji berries. Mm. All contained the rec- daily recommended intake of. What's your nutrient of concern if you're a vegan? What do you what do you have to pay attention to? Iron. Nope. Not iron. Nope. You need iron. What are you talking about? Well, there's even bigger concern. Protein. B12. Oh right, B12s. B12. You know where you can get B12s? Bivalves. Look into it. Last episode, check our Instagram Every story. episode, the future, AI, bivalves. We got, what was that? That's you. Daily, That's daily, okay, you got your B12. Whole daily amounts of Panax ginseng. 
hold daily amounts. Is there a daily recommended intake of such thing? Cacao and maca root. There's no daily request. Excuse me. 50% for iron. Iron. Zinc, calcium, vitamin D, and omega-3, and 12 grams of protein. Mm. 12 seems like like a safe number. Yeah, you know, we're going to need all these bars when civilization crumbles and you have to throw as many as you can in a rucksack and set off for the horizon. That's future talk. But we're lucky enough to live in a world where you can, uh, you can make a salad. You know, <laughs> you can prepare fresh ingredients. You can cut open an avocado, slice it inside the skin, scoop it out with a spoon, spread it on a piece of sourdough bread. You didn't take out the stone. And take a trip to heaven. There you go. So, I don't know why people need all these... I, as someone well, who eats bars, I'm complaining about yeah, bars. Double bar. I've been saying screw it. I've lunch. just been eating the RX bars, even though I don't know Hell where yeah. those egg whites are coming Me from. Me too. And I'm assuming they're cooked. The egg, egg whites? whites? Uh, no. I doubt they're cooked. Well, yeah. You think they're putting baked. raw egg whites? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they bake the whole bar. Yeah, I think it's a baked bar. Yeah. Or it's something. Yeah. Uh, so old human food, it's not on the market. Well, you're right. The maple sea salt RX bar tastes like there's bourbon in it, too. Uh, Yep, yep. Which I enjoy. You're making a a timeless argument that could apply to the past, the present, or the future. Oh, of course. Eat a a fucking salad. Eat more salad. (gasps) Don't go for the convenient bar solution. But yet, I come over here and podcast. You are barred up to the gills most of the time. I get a bar. I eat bars throughout the day. Where's my bar? But I don't... Pretend like it's my complete nutrition source. Right. I'm going to eat a dinner made of food. So this is just, you know, this is great. It can have the veneer of like improving the bar market, saving the world, Mm -hmm. providing essential micronutrients to vegans, but it also just might be a gap in the market. Yeah, Who's got a cool vegan bar that's branded well that vegans will buy? I'm with you there. I'm not really into veneers, though. I mean, my teeth are a little <laughs> coffee stained, but I'm just gonna. They're falling roll with out it. left and right. It's not on the market, but they went to Kickstarter. So wait, I'm sorry. So what is this? Points, why, why am I? Why, why are you bringing us news of some meal replacement thing that's on Kickstarter? Like it's the only one in the world? Come on. Food, food news. I want the future. I know. I'm giving you the future. Kickstarter's the past. I'm giving you two points. What? Oh, is this a? <laughs> <laughs> Their goal was. This article says 90,000 euro, but I, I, maybe this is a... If, if their goal... That's not even going to buy just, you the cardboard I, boxes. I, ch- I checked the Kickstarter campaign. The stated goal was 80,000 pounds. Within 10, That is a heavy bar. Within 10 pounds. <laughs> within 10 how pounds. many pounds have they raised? Um, boy, I bet it's like 250,000 pounds. 80,891 pounds. Oh, so right on target. Within five, oh, Okay. how many backers do they have on Kickstarter? Um, three. <laughs> three well-heeled uh, backers. 851. Hmm. No plans to go into retail. They want it. This is why I like it. They want to stay online definitely. <laughs> Indefinitely? This is a quote. Definitely for the first while. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay. I hadn't read that. That's so. That's a business plan. They want to keep their costs reasonable. Three seventy-seven pounds. Nope, euro per bar. So that's I don't know. That's an that expensive is. bar. Seems like an expensive bar. You know, that's a that's two Vegas sport bars right there. I think. <sighs> I'm off those. And those have uh, the new iteration has tart cherry in it. 
Ooh. for muscle recovery. <clears throat> yep. And they're, but they're even drier. They're like very, Ooh. I didn't know there was, was a new iteration. Cause I'll give you the knock. I'm going to, let's What's go in, let's, nut? let's go into bars here real quick. I'll give you the nut on the RX bar. The problem with it. Okay. Uh, they stick to your fucking teeth. Yeah, like nobody's but, business. But I like, I like that consistency. I don't mind it, but I feel like I need to floss and brush right afterwards. Yes, Which isn't necessarily uh, a bad you're, thing. You're tooth sensitive right now. I like to eat that bar and chew on it. Just, and then it just well, it takes a couple minutes. Settle. And then you got that in there and you get to like work on that for a little while. Every once in a while, one of those, because uh, some of my favorite flavors of RX Bar have big grains of salt on top. Love those. Those little salt grains will get stuck in your tooth and then you'll bite into it and it'll give you a little shock. <laughs> so that's interesting. Like a sensitivity shock or a little hit of sodium? Either or, really. Yeah. So Do those, you have that? I have one salt sensitivity. No, I have one tooth where I got a I got a filling from old ball peen hammer. Maybe we've oh, talked boy. about this on the show. No, it we got replaced and, and then, Wyatt Earp DDS. And it's been looked at. The tooth's fine, but if I get a little seed or a little something right in there, I get a little zip. A little zip. Your your nutsack contracts. <laughs> Hitting a nerve or something. You squeal. I've been there. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Small price to pay. I don't know. For the chance um, to. Oh, hey. Is that a call from the future? I think it's someone in the future calling to patronize the show. Mark, you want to get that? I think I got it last time. Hello? Yeah. So here's the deal. We're on Patreon. Uh, if you love the content you're hearing, you want to support it. Are you even talking? Or are you just listening? It's some old lady. She's taking her a while to get it out. Oh, okay. Yeah. We have listeners of all ages. Loving the show. Loving the uh, content. Uh, if you love it too, I don't need your credit card number. Four dollars a month. You, you put that on in the, the website. Yeah. Four dollars a month. You're gonna get a Stardust and Snowflake welcome kit that includes a no nope. two handwritten poems. No nope. scented with perfume. You I, get a bookmark. I don't have a tote bag to send you. You get a signed photo. You don't get a tote bag. Nope. You don't get a mug. I do. Um, I do have a pickle bookmark. Oh yeah, you'll get a postcard as well. So, thank you very much. No, it's you, that's too much. Oh, it's too much? No. Yeah, she wants to give me a hundred bucks a month. Look at you. You're a hero. Well, I He's feel not bad. taking advantage of an old bad. lady. I don't, I don't think she's all here. All right, hang up on her. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> what were we talking about? Bars? We're done with bars. Oh, okay. I'm going I'm to take you to a Paris museum, Josh. Would you please? I'm going to take you to this museum, and the first thing you're going to have to do... Take, take go, it off. Go into the little uh, antechamber and a disrobe. The what chamber? Antechamber. Ante? What are you talking about? There's a little changing area. <laughs> like, Why is it called an antechamber? It just means before the. Auntie? No! A N T E. Why do you want to get changed in front of your aunt? Oh my God, we're getting stuck on the wrong thing. Keep it moving. Yeah, I'm trying. You're gonna go there. You're gonna you're gonna disrobe mm. you and your buds. <laughs> oh. And I mean disrobe. I mean all the way down. Spare for the sports sandals. Those stay on, right? I don't think so. Check the photo. <laughs> Did you check the photo? Yeah. There's lots of photos. Oh, okay. Lot, it's just a, it's just another reminder that even in an art museum, right, the, beauty, a, the beauty, a pretty the, slow, laborious crawl to the, the lead here. The beauty of the human form is in effect. All, people come in all shapes and sizes. I'm looking now. You made me look at the photos. Paris. Here's the nut of the story, right? You can it's go look at art, art in the nude. Well, it's not a nude art museum. It's an art museum that opened its door 
doors to naturalists. Am I wrong or am no, I right? No, you are right. Okay. How, oh, there's no pictures of their feet. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Why'd you send me down this rabbit hole? <laughs> God damn it. Look, man, it's in the photo that you used for the show image. Oh, okay. <laughs> they all have, one guy is barefoot, but two people have like sports sandals on. Yeah, I think, I think shoes optional. I know you are a foot guy. You got a well, it's just, fetish to it's, the feet. It's odd to be totally nude except for shoes. Don't you think? No, if you're hiking around at your hot springs. Yeah. Wear, you know, you can poo bear it, wear a t-shirt. I don't know, just the shoes. It's just funny. The, the best is uh, the sports sandal and then the uh, handkerchief around the neck, and that's it. <laughs> and then the, you're walking down the path, and you get attacked by flies, and you're <laughs> trying to swat flies, and it's making your little wiener jiggle. That sounds like a special memory. Yeah, that happened. So by handkerchief, you mean like an old Western-style handkerchief, not like a but, but ascot. Tied like an ascot, like rolled thin. Yeah, and perfect. A Paris museum opened its doors for the first time to nudist visitors on Saturday, granting them special visiting hours to tour an exhibit in a one-off naturist... Naturist? Natch... Natch... Naturist? Naturalist. Naturist event. The Palais de Tokyo, Contemporary Art Museum in Paris's plush 16th district, which I like to call CZM... Oh, what are they called? What? Agrandissement. What are they? Oh, oh what are the neighborhoods called? Super mouche. I, I choked. Oh, I'll have to look it up. City's first gallery grants such access. But, fear not. <laughs> but. A park in the east of Paris, the Bois de Vincennes, last year, trialed its first dedicated nudist, nudist zone. It was such a hit, they're bringing it back this summer. Naked and in the park. Oh, and there's next more. Next in store, a nudist clubbing night. That could get a little weird. That could get a little raunchy. Uh, the naturist way of life is to be naked. I, we've covered this on the podcast. I'm telling you, you it's, it's, you're gaining momentum. Yeah. It's not just at the hot springs. It's everywhere. It's in, in the Paris. Central Arrondissement. Arrondissement? Rue? Rue? No, that's a street. Yeah, I know. Paris... La Seine. Neighborhood word. Ah, La Tour Eiffel. Le Centre Pompidou. La Louvre. Dude, I crushed that shit. Arrondissement. God, why do I doubt myself? I don't know. I should just trust myself to be the glorious. You be you, Mark. Yep. You know French a little bit. Uh, Okay, so the naturist way of life is to be naked. Culture is part of our daily life, and this is a special opportunity. Now, here's the real rub. (laughs) It said... Julien Wait, Claude. that's a quote? Someone said, no, here's the rub? No, that's me. Oh, damn Claude it. Penegri, communications director for the Paris Naturists Association. Mm. Oh, this is mine. So he said this, and I put parentheses, presumably while hanging balls. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Stop doing that. I can tell if it's genuine or not. <laughs> you got me with the rub. That was good. What I'm thinking here is that the, whoever, 100 people showed up, it was probably all these naturists. They were already a little club. Like we're going to go take over this museum. It wasn't like we're going to open our doors. If you want to be naked, come in. And 100 showed up. So your question is, how many... What's the real How demand? many naked people at the museum was it... The, like, how many of those people was it their first time being naked? Did in, they really want public? to be there naked? Or they, were they just like... Did anyone come and get naked for the first time in a setting like that? You know what I mean? Well, it doesn't have to be the first time. Well, I'm saying, was it but all right. seasoned naturalists? Exactly. Or were there some newbies? 
Some amateurs. Like that's that's what brought them into the fold. They're like, I yes. wanted to try this, and oh, since I can do it at the museum, I'm in. That's what I want to know. Because if it's just like, oh, you know, we opened up, uh, you can go over here to uh, Spinelli's next Saturday, and it's mm. going to be nudist shopping day. That's that's a recipe for pubes in the produce, Mark. <laughs> it's a bad example. Mm-hmm. How many people actually showed up versus how many were like, there's like stooges, plants. What? The Naturist Association's like, we're going to, eh, newsflash, alert, kick off a MailChimp to all the membership. Well, of course they want to make it stick. That's not. Yeah, all right. I don't see how that's underhanded. I guess it would just be. It's a, a celebration. Hey, we get to be naked right. at the museum. Why am I? Why, why are you so cynical? Why I, do you hate your body? Yeah, I don't know. When's the last time you got good and naked and just took yourself in, like go. stood in front of the mirror? Where's my phone for the Instagram story? Kind of moved it around. Do you ever do that? Do you ever stand in front of the mirror naked and, and tell yourself that you're beautiful? Do you, do, are oh, you into daily affirmations? I don't, we're not talking. Are you talking about like Silence of the Lambs shit? I didn't say tuck your wiener. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck the shit out of me. <laughs> I think that's what he says. <laughs> Oh, wait. Oh. Would you fuck me? That's not, it's weird to be laughing about someone in a skin suit, but. I'm trying you, to. Oh, boy. Here I'm we try, go. You trying to figure use, out Instagram again? I can't focus my phone. You can't. Jeez. I think I got something good. Good thing one of us is a marketing maven, right? Check the story. Um, well, here's. Man, here's we get, we're getting to the point now where we need to discuss, like, how does this. Wait a minute. Are we lingering on this story? How does this relate to the future, Mark? Okay. Um, I think, well, that's my point. Are we, are we on the advanced, the early edge of a bleeding edge trend toward naturism? I'd, I'd, I wish that was the case, but I think what's going to happen is, yes, people are going to spend more time naked in the future, but they'll be doing it alone. Naked and alone. Naked and alone with, you know, VR goggles and sex robots. You know, just leading this like very solitary hobbled life, but naked. Why? So that's you yelled at me for being cynical. Very dystopian. That's not cynical. Oh my god! That's reading the writing on the wall, man. Once VR hits that fever pitch, Bo. Bo. <laughs> I was gonna say bro, and then I thought of my dog. That's it. Okay. People aren't gonna leave their homes anymore. They're gonna get all their Wamazoods produce just droned in. You know, and they won't even have to open the door. They'll just be a slot. The food comes through a slot, so they don't have to take their dick out of their so you're saying that sex the, doll. The entertainment provided through the VR experience will so surpass what you can generate in the real world. You, yeah, through the, ex- the fraught connections between humans. Mm-hmm. That the experiences no you can have online Man. and in a virtual uh, reality will be more alluring. So, who's going to create this entertainment for people? Us, the podcasters. You and me. Yeah. Hashtag the future. We're the content machines. Uh, which we means... Should do that. We should do a whole branding campaign for when the VR dystopia hits. We'll be there to... We're the antidote. We'll be there to fill your ear holes with something. Yeah. Air VR, we could turn fill, this into visual. Fill your ear holes? Sure. With a hot sauce. Oh, boy. Didn't you say blast your mouth with a hot sauce? It was... You were talking about kids. Can, can we have Good an interlude? God. Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, I got a new record player. Okay, that's exciting. Well, it is exciting because... I'm it, about 50-50 that we've recorded anything on this episode. What? 
I'm looking at it. All what right. do you mean? You think, right. it, we, you think we haven't been I recording? There's some odd. You're odd. That's, what, that's what's odd is you. Um, so I got a new Probably. record player, but it has a, um, an MP3 out. Like You can plug the USB into my computer and through GarageBand record vinyl. Wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, it's got a USB port out the back? Out the back. You love it. Actually, the same input as these Snowball mics, too. Oh, that kind of USB. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought we would listen to the Trinidad Steel Band. Of course. I picked this up at a thrift store. Uh, and to kind of go with the... Uh, you know what? What? I've been to Trinidad. Have you? Hell yeah. And Tobago. <laughs> what was it like? What did you enjoy in Trinidad? It was, it was a naturalist trip. You were Not naked? a naturist. Oh. No. Exploring the jungles and with the red birds. With red twists? And the, no. High school. High school? High school. High school, huh? I'm hearing birds right now. Yeah. We, we live in the world. Oh, because your, win- your window open? Probably. Um, but to go with the sort of racially fraught Great time. tension that we've created. Mot mots. We're going to listen to a song called Brown Skin Gal. That doesn't sound good. Check out the mot mot. Great bird. Well, that's a good song, though. I think you'll enjoy it. Just try and ignore the awful title. Well, it's not awful. It's no, there's nothing wrong with being brown-skinned, Josh. discovered Trinidad during his third voyage on July 31st, 1498. Charged with a mission to the natives by the Catholic kings, he named the island Trinidad in honor of the Holy Trinity because of its three mountain peaks visible from a great distance. In his log, he describes the Antilles, the air is as sweet as April in Seville and is a pleasure to breathe. It is so fragrant, covered with very beautiful trees, luxurious greenery, and numerous sources of water. Even though he did not mention any animals other than the parrots and the lizards, he was ecstatic about, quote, fishes made like cocks. What? Blue, yellow, red, (laughs) sparkling in a thousand hues. 
Fishes made like cocks. There you go. Episode 133, Fishes made like cocks. That makes no sense. It doesn't. All right, I guess I can call it that. UBU. Fishes made... No, fishes made like cocks? Yeah, I don't really know what that means, but... Fish cocks. Fish cocks. You don't want cocks in your title. No. Fishes... What's wrong with fishes made like cocks? That could be the subhead. Fishes made like cocks. UBU. I like that, too. Oh, yeah, UBU. Maybe that's the title. Yeah, that's there opening. You go. That's inviting. U B U. Is it going to be just letter U, capital B U? Then it would just like look like Ubu. Ubu. Sit. Ubu. Sit. Good U-B- dog. Ubu. 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 Fubu. Where are we? What's happening right now? Uh, oh, welcome. Wait, I'm back on mic. Back. I think I can hear myself. You should be able to. You got headphones on. You got your cans on. I got a food trend for you if you want to get Ooh. all futury. Okay. Futury. Wait, you didn't say a whisper in your lover's ear either, did you? We don't do that anymore. The whispering's done. So what do we do? We got to do something. Hi, uh, Natch new... 9000, future, put on your future goggles? What? No, come on. New, new things will emerge, Mark. Don't force them. Okay. You didn't say anything this time? Uh, I don't know. I said the podcast of the future because that's what we is. Uh, all right. Hold on a second. No, I'll do that later. What are you doing? Where are you going? I thought you were going to give me a food trend, man. Why are you I making am. me wait? That's what I do. Hartman Group. These guys are good. <clears throat> if you aren't familiar with the company or the ingredient under the same name, coffee flour. Oh, boy. <laughs> Keep going. What? <laughs> Founded in 2014 as an agricultural innovation with the potential to do great things for the world in terms of intersections of sustainability, food waste, and nutrition. That as, sounds good. As self-described by the company, quote, each year the billions of coffee beans that eventually make their way into the Americanos, lattes, and cappuccinos of the world are harvested by milling and extracting them from the coffee plant. The surrounding fruit is discarded, often dumped into rivers or left to rot in heaps, so we invented something better to do with it. Blah, 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 blah. I like it. Coffee flour. What, uh... You know what we're doing here, right? You got to get to get the bean. Because that's that whole, um... Well, yeah, why would you waste the fruit portion, right? Well, we've got... We're, we're, uh, we're really blowing up the whole coffee plant idea. You got the coffee leaf tea. Wise monkey, baby. You got the cascara. That's a beverage you can get at, uh... I think you can get that Isn't at that made with, too. like, green coffee or something? No, I think that's the, like, part of this. It's the fruit part? It's part of the skin of the something. Skin of the something, huh? Wait a minute. I know a lot about food. I can tell. Let me... Uh, hold on. I know so much about it that if you just give me a second... Yeah. You and Google, food experts. <laughs> uh, a purgative made from the dried bark of an American buckthorn? That's not right. I think it might be. It's, it's cherry. It's a coffee cherry. Yeah, that's the fruit, Holmes. Yeah, that right. they turn it into flour, too. Yeah, so they're taking another some piece and turn that into flour. Now, Mark, is this, <clears throat> is this an all-purpose baking flour? That I don't know. Wow. It's early stages, but I imagine it's similar to a coconut flour. Which is a heavy flour. It's Which is a heavy a, flour. What are you going to do? do with the coffee flour? You're going to need it. The problem is it requires all sorts of new learned behavior. Like how do you convert from all white bleached to... How about you make a scone out of coffee flour, then you're dipping a piece oh, of bread oh. made from coffee into a cup of coffee. That is ideation. 
Yeah, when that happens... That's a fully uh, immersive coffee experience for the hashtag future. Yeah, I think if you can, if you do that, if you actually, if you make a biscotti with coffee flour, dip it into a cup of coffee, it will rip the fabric of the universe. Uh, a hole will open up and you can go anywhere you want. Uh, it's better than having all five infinity stones. Oh, yep, yeah, that's an Avengers reference for the weirdo who doesn't watch any movies. Nope. I have been watching The awesome. Americans Frickin on show. Amazon. Anything that's free. About Soviet his... agents <laughs> in America in the 1980s with Carrie Russell and another guy. That's not the future. No, it's the past. But yet it tells you history repeats itself. Ad infinitum. I got one more story for this killer episode. That's a great episode. This one is going to hit you right between the eyes. Okay. This one you need with to, hot sauce. I, I am going to forewarn you. Is this unlike, like just a big dollop of yeah, hot sauce blasting off? Yep, my forehead. Uh, little map of Hawaii for me. Unlike you with your whatever the opposite of gentle, rough tarot readings around about my health. Rough. I am going to ease you into this one because this one <sighs> is all about sound. What and tinnitus? Come again. So we're going to start gentle, then we're going to end with some... Act, then, then we're going to get personal. Okay. So I'm going to start gentle. So you're, you're taking me on a little tinnitus a journey? Little warm, yep. yep. Okay. A little foreplay. Uh, restaurants are too freaking loud. This app helps you shame them. You know who's been digging in on this one? Julia Baloo's. Julia Baloo's. Wait, how do, do we live performance of the sound clip, or are you going to drop it in? Oh, well, I don't think we perfected it last time. Should we try one more time? Yeah. We tried to do harmonics, but you weren't paying attention. I'm paying attention now. I'm going high or low. You've got kind of a reedy voice when you go high. (laughs) Kermit, you want me to hit full Kermit? And and we're going for like a soccer goal type vibe? Oh, yeah. Because she's she's the the business. All right. I'm going to get a little bit back from the mic. I'm going to go high. Three, two, one. Boom! Better. <laughs> Still very strange. See how that goes. Uh, she's been. Re- I think Vox has a whole noise pollution thing going on. Like this is the next health concern: noise pollution. I'm ready for Vox to change their name from Vox Media to just Baloo's Media. What about just Baloo's? Baloo's.com. Dude, mental note: We got to tweet this little clip right at her. She will love that. But oh, that'd be bad. If if she can handle all the peeking out because you're. <laughs> Fucking yelling. And it's probably not a good thing to like. To do what? Promote the demise of your employer for your personal brand. No. Hey, all we're saying is she's great. She is great. Hard hitting. The hardest. So many urban spaces from the gym to the subway system have become unbearably loud. And this din is slowly degrading our hearing in subtle, irreparable ways. One space where it can be especially frustrating to be forced to shout is a... Restaurant. Right. Le Du Mago. Both a Zagat. Zagat. Zook and consumer depends, reports. Uh, depends on which uh, arrondissement you're in. <laughs> Surveys have found that excessive noise is the chief complaint diners have ahead of service crowds or even food issues. Can you believe it? Yeah, it's loud. And of course you can, because you're all you're on this vibe. I'm not. This Especially isn't... if you're in an American restaurant. Well, some loud people. Hello. Okay. There are some that tend to be quieter. I'll tell you who said this in a second. No, I won't. I didn't write it down. Jesus! Who's calling you? 
That's Jenny's parents. I don't think <laughs> your in-laws were calling you. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think that's a mistake. That could have been a great opportunity for some, <laughs> Hello? For some live, uh, live calling. So yeah. there's a guy who invented an app, invented an app that we're going to get to. But here he says, there are some that tend to be quieter. Japanese, Indian, Chinese, Whoa. I, 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 I. racial sounds oh, abound. That was the uh, yellow tiger. Whereas American, Mexican, Latin, Spanish are much louder. Okay. You can make these cultural... Wait, ster- what, what app did he invent? Uh, An app they, where you can complain about loud restaurants? You can make these cultural... Isn't that just called Yelp? You can make... Oh, I wish I could... You can make these cultural stereotypes. I always like to say Americans are too loud, but you got to be careful in saying these things. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, the made, noise level like in Yellow Fever? Good question. Do we have any intel on that? Uh, he's got an app. There's an app to help people who are struggling to find a quiet place to eat or drink. It's called a sound print, and it's basically Yelp for noise levels in thousands of restaurants, bars, and cafes across America. And the other thing that's cool about it is it's just a basic decibel reader. Mm. Whip out your phone, it's like, shows you where it is. I don't know if this qualifies as an invention. Another tip from the inventor, from the uh, developer of sound print. Developer, I buy. <laughs> Ask managers to reduce the sound levels in the restaurant. Well, how, I mean, if oh, like re- the, the, if they refuse, the music or whatever? If they refuse, show them the decibel reading showing that it's too loud. You're going to be a real popular guest, <laughs> aren't you? Get the fuck out of my... I do it all the time. Sometimes they accommodate. Sometimes they refuse. <laughs> Get the fucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Just, uh, they probably have quite a dossier for this guy in the back yeah. of most restaurants that he frequents. <laughs> oh. Like, oh God, he's here again. And he's going to be waving his decibels. <laughs> the guy with the decibel app. Uh, Just get your food to go, man. So here's where it gets personal. No, you're going to make it personal? About my tinnitus? One symptom of noise-induced hearing loss is... Tonight is the, the night. night. Or ringing in the ears. The condition can be extremely bothersome. Yeah, it's super annoying. And while there are treatments, there's currently no cure. Nope. I have a chart that you should now read. Oh, it's Josh reads a chart Josh time? Josh reads a chart time. This one is pretty straightforward. Yeah, that doesn't mean I'll screw it up. People with hearing loss. Oh, okay. The older you get, the greater percentage of hearing loss. So I am... In the 25th percentile? There you are. In the Anybody in their 40s, one out of four people have suffered some hearing loss. Uh, not able to hear high-pitched sounds. That's me. I can't hear high-pitched sounds out of my left ear. We keep, I lost my dog hearing. Keeping you up? I lost my dog hearing in my left ear. But look what happens by the time you get to 50s. You um, put the chart down, I'll tell you. It'll be the future, so I'll have an implant. I'm not too worried about it. 50%. Half of us. By the time you get to your 60s, 68%. This shit's happening to everybody. Yeah, I think it has been for all of human history. Uh, here we go. This you get old, shit starts breaking down. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I have... So elegant. This is from the Tinnitus Association or something. I have, I have several... It's, it's a nuanced area. I have multiple sound files that I can now play for you, and I want to know what is the tinnitus that you are hearing in your ear... Okay. Which is the closest? All right. Oh, shit. Hold on. Do you, am I, you hear those birds or is it just me? Yeah, there's birds, man. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to start you off with... Uh, I'm gonna just going to go random. 
I'm going to start you off with static. Whoa. What do you think? Yes or no? Is that a hit? Well, I don't know what you mean. Is that a hit? Is that what you hear in your head? Not even close. Not well, even. remember when I thought I had, what was it called? Meniere's disease? Tea kettle. If it was that annoying, I don't think I'd be doing this podcast. Well, but one of these has to be like, is this the kind of sound? Cicada. No, there aren't aliens (laughs) scuttling around in my head. Where is the microphone on this? What should I be holding it up to? Like this? Um, Where's the mic? Or the speaker? I don't know. What is that, a MacBook Air? Yeah. I think you're doing all right. (laughs) God. You lost your hat. <laughs> All right, hold on. Keep it together. That's uh, Cicada. You don't like that one either? I'm not a fan. All right, let me give you some hardcore. Ooh. Oh, you just triggered the monitor. Nice work. That one's closer to what I... Just a steady high pitch? Yeah. Mm, that's 7,000 hertz. I'm going to drop you down to 4,000. I think mine's like in between. Maybe 5,500? Yeah. I think that's... Oh, here, I got... Oh, God. Here's a good one. So yours doesn't have any of that sort of ambient noise to it. I don't have the whoosh. This is called electric. Last one, roaring. Nope. Nope. That, that that sounds closer to Meunier's disease, though, like where it's, it's kind of like a low whoosh. Like for a while, I was having this problem where I thought that it, it sounded like there was a refrigerator running in my head, but it was in my right ear. So my left ear was the high-pitched ring I always had, and then my left ear was like this, and I was like, could barely hear out of that ear. And then it went away, and then it didn't happen for a while. Then I was in, when we were at Disney World, it flared up. So I woke up one morning in Disney World and was sitting on the toilet on the verge of tears. <laughs> how but long you know did, what I did, Mark? I rallied. How long did it last? Um, that morning, and then it kind of went away. So. Oh, all right. So, I mean, you know. Well, no, we've learned a little bit of something about you. I'd say that you are the, a particular type of tinnitus sufferer that lands in about the 5,500 hertz range. You're, you're we'll, call you, a, we'll give you a new nickname, 5,500 hertz. 5H, 55, 50, 50, it's a good nickname. <laughs> that is a good nickname. Hertz. 55 Hertz? Hertz. 55 Hertz? You want that, you want that to stick? I don't know. That's all I got. Unless you want to do a uh, tarot reading. Ooh. You ready for a tarot reading? If you want. Wait, so what was the point of all that today? Is that just future? To, you were just trying to... I'm just trying to let the listeners in a little bit of insight into what you're hearing in your head and why the audio might sound like crap from time to time. The audio sounds great. And what a lot of people, longtime listeners will know that I I might've been miss, I might've misspoke when I said there weren't aliens in my head because remember the onset of my tinnitus? I woke up one night. You thought you'd been impregnated. Well, no, I woke up one night. I remember. Because not because my ear was I was ringing. there. You, you rustled the covers. Yeah, right. I woke up because I sensed a presence in the room. Yeah, yeah. And then I look up onto the landing in our bedroom. Right here? Yeah, and I see like a full-on Whitley Strieber looking alien. Wait a minute. I didn't know this part of it. 
Well, I mean, like I, it wasn't as it was like a silhouette almost of a Whitley Strieber alien. Wait, what is a Whitley Strieber alien? You know, the almond eyes, big head, skinny frame. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Communion. Wait, 4G style? Greg Bagney style? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look like that. But then it just sort of like receded, but this ringing came from where it had been standing and went, it drilled the sound into my right ear, went through my head, and then as it was moving out the left ear, it was like, it just like, little barb cut, little bar, and it was just hanging out there ringing. And it's been there ever since. So the, the mothership, I, I suspect that when it when it wanes, when it waxes and wanes, when it's waning, perhaps the mothership is further away. When it's waxing, it's because the mothership draws near. When I was in Disney World and there's this whoosh in my right ear, you've never shared that might have been story. them. That might have been the aliens. Maybe they were there at the theme park. So the key there, though, is that you recognize the impermanence of it, that it will wax and wane. It waxes and wanes. Well, what if it just didn't? Um, You'd be just on a toilet crying all the time. Well, no, I mean, like at this point, I can't tell if it's better or worse than it initially was. Yeah, it could, it's, right? it might just be the exact same, but I'm used to it. Right. But I do have uh, some helichrysum hel- hel- oil. Does it matter? That I rub on the backs of my ears and in my ear canal. As you'll remember, that was a, a, with a Q-tip with my finger. I just get it on my finger. You just jam it in there as far finger as you can Finger my ear. Yeah. Um, but... We discussed that oil on the podcast because it yes, was... Yes, we did. It was... Uh, I remember it being pricey. Thought to be... It was pricey. Mine's a diluted... It's mixed with Joba Joba oil. It's not 100% pure helichrysum oil or whatever it's Joba called. Joba Joba? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I guess it's not. But then I also have a tuning fork that I think is at 700... Or no, it's 487 megahertz maybe. Uh-huh. When my tinnitus is really flaring up, I bang that on the counter and just hold it there and bathe my eardrum in. Actually, maybe I should grab it and I could do it on the mic so you could hear. Wait, I want to hear this. Say that again. All right, hold on. You so you the tarot's you, about to come up. So while I'm getting my tuning fork, I want you to think of a question. So I'll be right back. You're doing the reading, so I have to come up with a question. All right. Can it be about? Mm. Something about the future, I think. I'm going to come up with something good. I really want Josh to be impressed. Um. Oh, I got it. Got a question? All right. You might want to put this on the Instagram story, Mark. My tuning fork has its own carrying case. Do you know how to use the Instagram story feature? Have you figured it out yet? I've just been taking videos. Oh, that you're going to post later? I guess. All right. So, um, you want me to unsheath it? Well, this is a lot of, lot of videos of so, you just standing okay. out. <laughs> Here's what you're doing. This is a... My God. Could you be any worse at social media, Mark? You're taking videos that you want to use for Instagram story, but you're taking them in landscape. No, I'm changing. All right. See, but if you were using the actual Instagram story, you could do a boomerang of me going like this, and then it would go like... Ear, 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 ear. Well, I don't have to, because you just did it. Oh, you filmed that? You got Hell that? yeah, I filmed that. All right, so here's my tuning fork. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's a giant tuning Hold that up. It's, just... it's my tuning <laughs> fork. <laughs> What's so funny about my tuning fork? I just want to get a nice... Uh... So 
So did you buy that tuning fork just to do these ear experiments? For the tinnitus. You might want to talk into the microphone. No, I think I got to go off mic for this segment. All right. Well, okay. That is a very large tuning fork. I bought this because this uh, waveform, which would be 528 hertz, which uh, isn't that what you said mine was at? Was five something? 550? 5500. This is 528. And this is supposed to be a frequency that's good for tinnitus sufferers. So here you go. Oh, that's soothing already. So that's pretty much what it's like in my head at any given time. That, that frequency and that sound. Different volumes. So, I mean, when it gets waxes and... What, it's actually a little, it's a little wanes, higher pitch than this. But when it waxes and wanes, it's just louder or quieter, right? Pretty much. Sometimes yeah. if it gets really bad, like, it, it's, it, it rattles, sort of, like... If I'm in the car listening to sports radio, like certain vocal, free, like when people say certain... That's the restaurant it, angle. It's like, mm, it, it, it creates kind of a rattling almost, like a, <laughs> like a bit of distortion. All right, Mark. You have a question for the tarot, I hear? Uh, I have a question about the future. Ooh, the tarot is always helpful in that regard. Here, why don't you... I pretended like I had one. Cut the deck for me, buddy. I'm just... Don't I have to just or imbue just it? touch it. I just have to imbue it with... You gotta touch it. <laughs> there we go. All right. <laughs> that was not... I need a question. You said you had a question. My question is about the future. All right, you don't have a question. Does the hashtag future belong... You are grasping at straws. To man. the children. No, that's not a good question. Right. You know what happens if you don't come up with a question? I ask, I turn it into something about your health and you get really upset. Because we've asked a lot of questions to the tarot. What's a good question? Give me a topic. Future. Um, oh, well, what about this? My, my grave uh, prognosis for the future of people just like fucking robots and hanging out inside naked. Yeah, like, well, so does the future. Do you want to know if that's going to come to pass? Yeah. You want to know? Let's find out. Past. I can't see present. the deck when in this scenario. Dude, they're face down. It doesn't. Hardly matters. Past, Mark. The Page of Swords. The Page of Swords. Um, so this is kind of an effete looking gent holding a sword, but not like he wishes to strike with it. He's holding it more like a mirror. And he's uh, standing on a hill in front of the ocean. It's a cloudy day. There's a breeze blowing the trees. I'd say that's a northwesterly breeze. You got some birds up in the sky. It's, it's to me, this is placidity, Mark. Because Whoa. in the past, uh, being naked is nothing more than an extension of nature. It is standing casually on a hillside without a care in the world. That is what true nudity is all about, Mark. Nudity? Historically. Is the question back to nudity? I thought it was well, about like the AI I'm saying robots. this is, look, we're getting to that. This is VR. the past though. The past okay. is just plaintive nakedness. Just way back. For the sake of being naked and enjoying your existence, your You're shell, your mortal coil. Garden of Eden shit. Where are we now? 
Well, the Page of Wands. A couple pages. Now look at that. That's another page. This one is, he's, he's standing in a desert. And his attention is completely uh, drawn to the, to the wand. He's looking at the tip of his wand. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's a crude indicator. But yes, like this is what's happening right now. We're paying so much attention to our inguinal ganglions, to our little nerve bulbs. In essence, to pleasuring ourselves in the moment, whether that's physically via masturbation or, you know, uh, giving, getting the dopamine rush just from social media, Mark, from likes, yeah. from doing some exploring, from digging into hashtags. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of different ways to hit that trigger. Maybe but what's right. happening here, and look, this page is wearing a, a fedora with a feather. It's almost as though this page, this page is. It's almost as though this page is taking a selfie. Oh. Now look at this page, the present, so self-absorbed that this page doesn't realize that he or she, I'm not sure which, is in a barren desert on the verge of uh, complete desiccation. So in the future, you're doing good. You got placidity. De- What'd you say? Desertification? I said desiccation. Desiccation. Had some good words. Plaintative, plain, you had some words. Oh, this is a poetic reading. You've got some to words. To say the least. I'm back. Now we are faced with the seven of pentacles. Uh, and what we see here, this, this may as well be the page, but look at him. Downtrodden. Oh, he's got a, a hoe, it looks like. Some sort of garden tool shoved into the earth. I'd say. And it looks like his plant. I'd say. His plant looks ill to me. Many of the leaves are starting to brown and it's besotted with these pentacles. These pentacles are clinging to the plant. So it's almost as if uh, all that self-absorption that we experience in the present, where that's going to lead us is to a place where our seeds can find no purchase. <laughs> and bear no fruit. That's right. That's actually this is a, I this is an incredible reading. Oh, you you've got you've got the power, Mark. But what this says to me is all this self-absorption and uh, instant gratification. It's, it's bigger than social media. Yeah, it's it's rewiring our brains. All we care about is pleasure in the moment. You know, we don't want a lot of friction. We want to avoid confrontation. We want to avoid... Tip, tip of the wand, just, friction. Yeah, it's, of course it's sexual. It's all sexual, baby. But here's what's happening, Mark. We're going to starve. We can't, we're not going to be able to grow. We can't nurture. We can't grow sustenance. Right. We can't nurture each other. We can't provide nourishment for ourselves or for others. So that's where this is leading. So how do we reset it? Chance the Rapper. How do we reset it, Mark? Yay. Versus the people. It's a rhetorical question. It's okay that your answer sucked. Um, I don't know, man. Did you watch that Chance the Rapper video? I don't know, man. You're thinking, oh my God. What? Are are you referring to the Childish Gambino video? Oh, did I get my rappers mixed up? Yes, you did. Oh, right, 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 right. (laughs) Uh-huh. Well, you said Chance no, the didn't. Rapper. Maybe you didn't watch it. Chance, Chance the Rapper. I saw a video of him freaking he, out because Beyonce support- touched his shoulder. Who? 
Chance the Rapper? Chance the Rapper. I bring up Chance the Rapper, who's culturally culturally relevant now because Kanye said something and he replied like, oh, he supported him for a moment. It was all that Trump shit. Trump mm. hat signed. He's like, what, do all black people have to be uh, liberals? Can't be conservatives? And then he backtracked. But you're referring to the Childish Gambino. Well, here, let me say this, though. This is America, which is something else. I don't understand why people are at all surprised that Kanye West likes Donald Trump. They are both like blowhards. They both just like they love to say whatever they want to say whenever. And they don't really care what anyone thinks. They're they're kindred spirits. It doesn't. There's a lot of overthinking going on about why Kanye. Right. When it's very basic and obvious. Very basic. A, A big thinker who perhaps can't always deliver the goods with the big thought. Oh, damn. Just taking a swing at, a little swat at Kanye, huh? No, but I, I applaud his journey and his interest and openness. And yeah. he has, I watched some video where he was, it was like his debut back where he was walking in the woods in Calabasas where he's building like a commune or something. Okay. He was very thoughtful. Someone would ask him a question, uh, Charlemagne the God was the interviewer and he would ask him a question and Kanye would pause, like very thoughtful like take some time to... he's taking a bite yeah he's digesting I think the that's question. growth okay so the Childish Gambino video to Have correct you, you Mark well, yeah, I missed the whole debut of it but I saw it the next day well did it really debut well he hosted SNL and he was the musical act yeah and he debuted the video like during the show oh I didn't know about oh. all that people are like all eight people that are still watching TV at that hour are like, what the hell? Very popular show. I feel like it's popular in uh, pieces the next day more yeah, than I think, anything. I think you're right. Um, well, I didn't know that happened. That's fascinating. I watched the video. Oh, your in-laws are trying to page you again. <laughs> well, this is Royal Oak, Michigan. Don't know what that is. I bet it's uh, your car's warranty is about to expire, and they're trying to get you an urgent message about it. I don't think I'm, I'm well off warranty. I know that's like who what's this big push I get I get like four or five calls a week automated calls like we've been trying to reach you with an urgent message about your car's warranty yeah it's some reseller of well I know but who gives a shit about a car who who gets a warranty a, a new warranty on their car once it's expired I think at that point you're like okay this car's it's old now yeah I'm gonna bumper, have to spend some fine. money on it yeah I gotta but, spend a little money on it but I'm not buying a new warranty I mean are we been bouncing around here. Do you have thoughts about that video or do you want to save them for, should we do a whole episode on it? No, no, I don't. I, it's a, an aggressive video. It's very aggressive. Lots of surprises. Lots of, lots of social commentary. Three big surprises. Yeah. I was surprised by the first gunshot and then the second mow down of the choir. And then the very last scene where he's like running with that crazy face. Yeah, the crazy faces. And the dances are crazy, too. Well, I feel like a lot of the stuff, the symbolism is you can, you can like kind of readily identify and say, like, okay, that's probably about this. But what's with the wacky faces? I think a lot of that. Oh. And I like the weird stu- little poses, too. Old man, old man, old man views coming to the rescue. Say? Old man, old southern gentleman. <laughs> what? I think a lot of those are... Uh, referential to uh, minstrel shows, oh, really? blackface, some of those expressions oh, okay. that he made with very exaggerated expressions, and then some of the dances, too. Some of them just look like really bad gas. <laughs> right. But it was a, yeah, it's a, 
I'd say a towering achievement. I think it's a it's a it's a work of art. Part of me wonders though if if it's not like a, a response to Kendrick Lamar winning a Pulitzer. It's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Where's my Pulitzer? I can do that. I'm very artistic. Yeah. It's not just my dad. Because that's like a big, bold, sweeping thing. It's a good thing. But Donald Glover, that dude's all over the place. And he's shirtless, which is great, because he's got kind of a... So he's a, he's a... I mean, he's always been a rapper and a comedian and an actor, but now he's like... He's well, taking it next level. Next he's like level. philosopher. Well, that show's getting pretty powerful, too. Atlanta. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's not, not readily available for free on one of your streaming platforms. It's not marketed to the white population. That's the problem? I feel <laughs> like it's been marketed to me. <laughs> Just haven't watched it yet. It was a exaggerated joke to stir up some trolls all right good good job episode 133 natch 9000 ubu charting a new course to the future join us yeah for episode 134 that was good charting a new course to the future